Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. Brand new to Congress. I've only been there a hundred days. And I don't know if I'm not supposed to say this out loud, but it's true and important. And if you don't know this, you need to. It's really clear from working there for just a few months that most of the really angry voices in Congress are totally faking it. These people who have built their brands around being perpetually outraged, it's an act. I called to this hearing of the U.S. Senate Subcommittee and Food and Nutrition, Specialty Crops, Organics, and Research to order. There is breaking news in the federal criminal investigation into Hunter Biden's tax returns. An attorney for an IRS supervisor sent a letter to lawmakers today asking for whistleblower protection, saying his client has information that suggests the investigation is being improperly influenced by, quote, preferential treatment and politics. And welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It's the 21st of April, year of our Lord, 2022. Three, I love that intro. Oh, do you think they're faking? Yeah, yeah, like we didn't know that, but it's pretty cool that he put it out there. Good for him. Fetterman, that's uh, what people vote for when you're a Democrat. And finally, people are starting to cover the Hunter Biden stuff. Also breaking this week that I won't cover, we find that the article with the 50 experts was pressured by none other than Anthony Blinken. That's who started the 50 experts saying that it was Russian disinformation. So that's, uh, that's stuff. If you were a Republican heads would fucking roll, but it's still just in like uh, the New York post and Washington examiner. They're never going to cover it. Good show today. Got a lot of crazy soundbox bites up front. We're going to do our laugh at the left. Trans fascism. Probably not going to do six to nine round bursts today because I really don't have a lot. I'm going to cover it at the end. Uh, best Ranger competition. Uh, winners, but really just kind of a dead week for military stuff. So we're going to move right into my favorite crazy stuff. And uh, we're going to do it a little bit of soapbox because this is why... Um, we're garbage. We're embarrassing to the world. Not even going to set this soundbite up. This is a thing. They still think butt lag's going to happen. You also plan to make important investments to uh, address the roadway safety crisis, including the critical funding that would accelerate 
the development, and this is an area I've, I've written to you about, of the use of female uh, dummies in crash testing. This will start to fight the gender inequity among vehicle safety and crash victims. Now, you know, I understand that anatomically, men and women are different. It makes total sense to see how men and women would handle a crash. But these are the people that say gender's a construct. It doesn't exist. It's all in your fucking head. Same people. But everything's about this. First black astronaut orbit the moon. What's the fuck? What the fuck is his name? Victor Glover. He used Whitey on the mood for the 70s because he made it about race. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then I want to get some ugly. Uh, here is MSNBC trans Bud Light ad responsible for recent shootings. That's what they're saying now. But simultaneously, they're saying later in the show, and I'm just going to move it forward now, that because of all of this, there's more trans suicides somehow. I'm just, what? What is your reaction to this latest round of gun violence? Look, I think there's a direct line between um, a culture of fearfulness, where people who live in a world in which they feel threatened by an Instagram post or a beer label, when you stoke that kind of fear, that sort of paranoia, it just rips apart any sort of civic bond between people. And there's a deep sickness here that goes beyond just guns. Um, that goes to this culture of fear. And really, I mean, I hate to say this, I worked for the Republican Party a lot of years. It really is the home of the fearful now, not the home of the brave. And there's nobody inside the Republican Party except for a few people who are speaking out on this. And at the heart of it, it's because they don't really have a positive, positive, a positive policy agenda. There's really nothing that they're out there that they can say that they're for. And so it becomes about trying to maximize their predominantly white vote, which is a fear and grievance base. And Eugene, Republicans today also passed a transgender sports ban for schools. Now, this is red meat for, meat for the base, but it's going to be vetoed, you know, if it got through the Senate. Meanwhile, they're not doing anything about guns or a lot of other issues. It, 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 I don't think it's going to get picked up in the democratically held Senate. And you're right, even if it were, um, President Biden has already made very clear he would veto that. You know, this is red meat. This is something they know wasn't going to be passed. This is something that Republicans have been doing for months and months, years now, right? Trying to find use. And if you, you talk to Democrats, and, and most importantly, if you talk to LGBTQ plus activists and advocates, they would say this is using trans people um, as both a cudgel. Um, and also as the boogeyman and woman in them um, of, of America, right? Talking about and looking at them as so different. This is very similar. They point you to what happened and how gay people were villainized um, for years by, by elements of the Republican Party and that this is another layer of that, right? And this was a concern that folks had after 
um, same-sex marriage came through and went through, and, and now that everyone's kind of used to it, but what is the next thing? And when you talk to these advocates, this is what they're worried about. And most importantly, they're worried about the um, numbers, the vast numbers, um, disproportionate numbers of young trans people who either kill themselves or um, feel scared. That is an entirely made-up statistic. We've covered it, Trevor Project, all of them. It's a bullshit survey. It's just like every town, they just make up stats because that's how they win their arguments. They call you a bigot and then they lie. I mean, it's pretty much what it is. And don't worry, I'm, I'm covering Tennessee 3, but it's in This Is America because this week, you got to fucking be kidding me. Next, uh, Reed saying, and this was a big theme this week, everybody was doing it, that's why I'm doing it up front, that Solwell sleeping with the spy was a conspiracy theory. Yeah. At least they didn't say it was the Russians. You have Congress members like Marjorie Taylor Greene who are using their taxpayer-funded time to turn committee hearings into total clown shows. Yesterday, during a Homeland Security hearing, Greene was silenced after repeating a debunked right-wing conspiracy theory that a Democratic colleague is having an extramarital affair with a Chinese spy, while also calling the Homeland Security Secretary a liar. That was quite entertaining from someone that had a sexual relationship with a Chinese spy, and everyone knows it. But they moved to take her words down. How long are you going to continue this outrage, complete outrage, where China is poisoning America's children, poisoning our teenagers, poisoning our young people? How long are you going to let this go on? Congresswoman, let me assure you that we're not letting it go on. We are fighting this. No, I reclaim my time. You're a liar. (sighs) Reports say that some Republicans were supposedly furious about that outburst. But Marge doesn't seem too scared of any repercussions. In fact, she doubled down on her obscene remark on the Twitters. But why should she worry? If there's one thing we learned from Kevin McCarthy's leadership, it's that there is no bottom. Whether it's lying or racism or an insurrection, You can pretty much get away with anything. And then lastly, before we head on into our top six today, the view and the religious right is the Taliban. This before and I'm going to get in trouble, but I have said this before and it's been in print. I don't know what the difference between our Christian right and the Taliban is. I have no idea what the difference is. You're not the only person who's said that. I don't, I, I just don't know what the difference is. Yeah. What's happening in this country right now in the name of religion is so dangerous. That's why I wear this now. And I wear it in public. It's not very Christian. Because I'm more about this. Just fucking say something. I'm begging any of you just to say something to my face because I am not a really good Christian. I'm a bad Christian. I know there is a God who created us and that Jesus was his son. After that, I'm all about booting the fucking ass if you talk shit to me about Christianity because I'm done with it. You've taken it too far. I got it. You want to demonize the rights. You can get people not to vote for those crazy people and then simultaneously you push fucking morals that are just fucking insane. Like down to pedophilia. I got it. But this Christian... You know, if there is a Taliban in our country, it is the LGBT EIEIO crowd. You guys are fanatics, man. 
and you're getting violent and you're killing people. It isn't like a bunch of Christians walked into a school and shot kids. It was a tranny, and your admin still hasn't talked to the families that got killed. They're talking to the three people that faked, you know, especially one who got the full 70s afro. So lastly, Brian Seltzer, I forgot. I got to get this up front. Him talking about why he didn't know why he got fired and the great journalism CNN does. And we're going to go straight in the top six, Dominion. I watched this live with Jake Tapper. Is this the journalism you're talking about? I want to ask you about leaving CNN. Um, You recently, relatively recently, uh, left CNN. um, And clearly they kind of pushed you out. Uh, as, yeah. they, as, they, as they announced they were... I've embraced the F word, Dan. Fired. You got fired. Um, <laughs> why do you think you got fired? I don't know. Really? Um, you really don't know? I really, truly don't know. I, you know, I know I had a, a popular show by CNN standards, and I know that it was pretty cheap to produce. But I also know every show gets canceled eventually. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knock yeah, on, yeah, knock on yeah, table, yeah, okay? Yeah. Every show gets canceled eventually, uh, and so I was content with it. Um, but I think what CNN's trying to do is what I just said, lower the temperature, lower the volume. And I'm rooting for them because we need to have a lot of news networks in this country. We need a wide variety of news sources that are just trying to gather the facts. The CEO, Chris Licht, has talked about wanting to emphasize news, for example, over opinion, right? Um, And do you think you represented the kind of opinion, particularly from the left, that Chris Licht wanted to distance himself from? Because I think that's why he ended up letting you go. Well, I'm just going to let you say it then. Yeah. Uh, I think we were doing really fantastic journalism at CNN for the nine years that I was there. I also think Fox News really enjoyed making me a target and making, you know, using horrible names about me and all that sort of stuff that happens in the cable news wars. I appreciate that shows like yours rise above that. But Fox, they often take the low road. They, uh, they enjoyed making me into a target. And I think they enjoyed seeing me uh, leave CNN. But... I guess I'm not that easy to get rid of. Well, do, 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 you think, do, do you think, though, that the Fox criticism was part of the reason that they let you go? Because a lot of people said... Well, that's what I wonder, but I don't know. I don't know. Because a lot, you know, there was a lot of talk about that, right? That you were right. constantly on Fox. I mean, right. pictures of you yeah. insulting... They always nick- pick the unflattering pictures. Right, right. In, insulting nicknames of you, etc. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, some of your defenders said... We think that part of the reason that he got let go was because Fox News was constantly making fun of him. Yeah, look, that's something that I wonder. But I'm very happy, content not knowing exactly what happened. Because to me, I feel like I accomplished what I wanted to. I think today's shows, media coverage is important, whether it's on CNN or anywhere else. Understanding what's going on in the media these days, having media literacy is something we all need. Because for better or worse, media is a part of every story now. heard from lawyers representing uh, Dominion Voting Systems after the company settled with Fox. The attorney, uh, Justin Nelson, announced the deal. It's a really unbelievable figure. Fox is going to pay Dominion Voting Systems $787,500,000. Dominion's lawyer saying, quote, today represents a ringing endorsement for truth and for democracy. Fox trying to put a positive face on what can only be interpreted as one of the ugliest and most embarrassing moments in the history of journalism. Fox uh, issued a statement saying, quote, we are pleased to have reached a settlement of our dispute 
dispute with Dominion voting systems. We acknowledge the court's rulings finding certain claims about Dominion to be false. The settlement reflects, I'm sorry, this is going to be difficult to say with a straight face. This settlement reflects Fox's continued commitment to the highest journalistic standards. That's the journalism, huh? That, that's it right there? Was that the journalism? Because I, I, I don't know what that is. I, I don't know what that is. I mean, the entire media monopoly went crazy uh, the way it was done for Town Hall. Totally not a liberal activist, Jake Tapper. This coming from Jake Tapper's Rich. Now do the report, the settlement for Sandman. And I meant, I, I literally meant to do this, and I didn't because I wasn't going to do slides today. But I, I just want to make sure that um, we remember that not only did they have to do Sandman, they had to do a bunch of Mia Copas. So let's just put this up here. We'll, we'll just leave this here where you made up a complete lie about an activist liar who didn't go to Vietnam attacking a bunch of Christian kids. This is when it all started. But the media, I, I could play hours. I'm just going to play three choice cuts. This is like prime USDA bullshit about Dominion. Fox pays up. The network inks a $787 million settlement with Dominion. But, it's an important but, Fox escapes without publicly saying these words to its viewers. Sorry, we lied to you. They don't have to apologize. There's no apology. They didn't even have to issue a public apology. I'd like you to respond to people who feel that the public in a larger way was robbed of an opportunity to learn more and to have some public accountability. You're mostly correct in saying the truth came out, but there would have been a lot more truth coming out if you had gone uh, forward with the trial. We're not going to see this public trial where people like Murdoch would have had to answer to this jury. They don't have to put their big stars on the stand. This case was never going to be about vindicating the interests of the American people. This case was always about Dominion's damage. Capitalism won. Dominion won. Did democracy get anything out of this? What does that mean for democracy? Democracy loses, capitalism wins. When you guys say that they admitted that they lied, no, they didn't. That audience, which were, were inundated with the lie, will not hear over and over again that they were in fact lying. I think that this is the best outcome. I haven't been surprised by any of this, nor am I surprised by the settlement. I predicted there would be a settlement all along because Fox doesn't want to air its dirty laundry in a court case. And, and forgive me, I don't share quite Ellie's, um, I guess, uh, being impressed at the outcome. This is half of what Dominion asked for, let's remember. And yes, obviously, it's a big windfall for Dominion. It's chump change for Fox. They make more than a billion dollars a year, their news division. And so this is... I think this is a victory for Fox. They don't have to put their big stars on the stand. And they didn't even have to issue a public apology. When you guys say that they admitted that they lied, no, they didn't. They're saying uh, that we, we acknowledge the court's findings that certain claims about Dominion appear uh, uh, about Dominion to be false. That doesn't say we lied. 
that says they're false. And they say certain claims, they're not even saying they made those claims. They're not even saying which hosts of theirs made their claims. I think that this is the best outcome that Fox could ever have hoped for once they got themselves into this mess. Well, we were translating it from lawyerese to English. Uh, but I take your point, Allison. Uh, that I they mean, they're not, gonna, they're not gonna have to say anything on the air. They're right. not gonna have to say on the air, we, we fudged the truth, we lied, we uh, disseminated disinformation. They're not gonna have to, I mean, right. at least with Gretchen's settlement, Gretchen had a public statement that said to, uh, something to the effect of we acknowledge we apologize and regret the fact that Gretchen was not treated with respect and dignity. I mean, she got that in her set. Fox News CEO Rupert Murdoch admitted in a deposition that the network knew they were pushing lies. So should they have had to, like, go on to their own network and say, look, Mm -hmm. Yes, we lied to y'all. Yes. And we know it, and we had to pay this money because we lied to y'all. Yes. They don't have to do that. They don't have to admit any wrongdoing. I find that, what was the point of all of I this? I think that's then? my biggest problem with it, yeah. because we already know that the Fox News viewer mm -hmm. exclusively gets his or her news from Fox mm -hmm. News on air. They don't right. read other newspapers, they don't get their news from any, any other outlet. So the fact that the New York Times is covering it and CNN is covering it, we're covering it, that's fine. But they need to be able to get on air and tell their viewers, you can't trust us. We lied to you. <laughs> we, we affected our very democracy. Some of our anchors can't be trusted. They, need, they needed to say that. To me, you know, and anything under a billion dollars, I don't think sends the right message because Rupert Murdoch still has every year, I think he, it's 2.9 billion in pro forma earnings um, that Fox News makes, and he still has $4 billion in cash as of February. So, it, so in my view, it just, it just didn't sting enough for what they actually did. Well, you did. wanted to hear Tucker go out there. You want a little science fiction, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think it's good. I think it's okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're disappointed. <clears throat> but there were other lawsuits coming up. Yes. What is it, Smartmatic? Smart Smartmatic. Yeah. They're going to sue... Um, for several the, billion. Several billion dollars. And then they're going to sue uh, Rudy Giuliani. Then they're going to sue Sidney Powell. Then they're going to... I mean, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, if Rupert had wanted to maintain any integrity, he would fire Laura Ingram. Yes. Uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, what's his name, that, Sean Hannity. That, that would send a real message. Yes. Fire them all, Maria Bartiromo. Right, but he's not, you know, but Rupert's not going to do that. I don't understand what, I understand <clears throat> there's a lot coming down the pike. Yeah. But I, I don't like the idea that they don't have to say it out loud. On I don't air, like yeah. that you are hoping people will read the deposition. Exactly. I wanted them to have right. to say, we lied. And we knew. How much money has CNN been paying out lately? How much? And the view gnashing teeth. Do you really think you're going to take Fox down with this shit? You guys do this every day. It's just Republicans don't sue. And the Dominion thing, I'm not a toady for, t for Trump or Fox or anybody. I don't remember the outrage from Dominion which I'm starting to think is really liberal. The way they're talking. It makes me worry about voting machines now. I didn't worry about voting machines when the left and CNN and HRC all went crazy about it before the 2016 election, specifically after the 2000 election, saying we shouldn't go with it. And then I don't remember post-2016 when the media once again lost their shit about voting machines and the, de the left had hearings in Washington about... Voting machines could be hacked.
and they were dangerous. I don't remember Dominion suing. But I do now, which makes me think they are liberal. And I wonder if the conspiracy theorists are right that the votes are getting changed. I mean, we got to have an explanation for 81 million votes. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your, your jib is. You can hate Trump and wanted Biden because he was going to be a moderate. You can be a far left moderate. You could be a far righty. Or you could be like me in the middle who thought both of them were garbage humans. I think the prospects of both of them running for office again in the year 2024 shows we really have a broken political system because if that's the fucking bet we can get, two fucking geriatrics who nobody likes. It's like 2016, we just never left. You had HRC, an evil, sickabus cunt bag, and a reality show Then we went to a reality show and a fucking brain-dead fuck. And now we're going to redo that? That's what we're doing? But 81 million votes. 81 million? How? There's no fucking way he got 81 million that's what people are upset about that's what people are questioning it's not the legitimacy of election oh yeah it is because yeah wait a minute that's not very legitimate it's not that they think biden stole it well we do know that blinken and company lied and buried a major story that would have turned 12 percent of moderates which means biden wouldn't have won the election that was you gov that wasn't fox that wasn't the Daily Wire. That was YouGov. Washington Post. ABC. Every poll said, had I known, I wouldn't have voted for Biden because you guys just trained me about stealing elections with Russia and maybe China stole it. I mean, a normal person, even my mom who wanted Biden... When she found out, she was like, what the fuck? So that's bad. Or the cabal that said they steered people away and Google algorithms and Twitter blocking people. And how about Facebook running polling stations? I don't think that's legal. How about $500 million just in the five swing states, Democratic districts, with Facebook running get out the vote? And then 81 million. There's no way he got 81 million. You fuckers still don't want him. You don't want him now. So how are you getting 81 million if you're not doing something crooked? It's just like NASCAR. All day long you could tell me their stock cars are all the same. But Henrik Motorsports has won every fucking race but one. Their cars are exponentially faster. They don't get speeding tickets when they clearly are speeding on pit row. They always win. They have an arrow advantage. They admit they have an arrow advantage. So people look at it and go, there's something up. Like the other day where Larson got the lead and they didn't call a caution and there was a tire on the road. I mean, right on the track against the wall. It had been there for laps. They didn't want him to lose it. 
or like the 2021 championship race when Martin Truex Jr. is winning by four seconds and you called a caution for a piece of brake rotor that nobody ever saw and nobody picked anything up so that Larson could pit and win because he was the favorite and he'd won 10 races. I mean, you didn't do that for Noah Gregson, but I digress. Whenever things, when things look obviously fake or contrived or ridiculous, people are going to question. But voting machines and election questioning and the big lie and all this shit you're laying on thick, nobody's buying it. Because we remember what you did in 2016. For fuck's sake, you didn't want Wyoming to have senators. I mean, the Electoral College, you have to list it. You couldn't cook Google, so I can't find it. I don't need to. It was just fucking seven years ago. I remember it all. And I still say to even my buddy, boss, boss, you can't tell me this is better than Trump. This fucking shit show. And if Trump is so bad, why the fuck every week am I playing these? DeSantis is a douchebag. CNN, laugh out loud, DeSantis Disney thread. I mean, let's play this out. MSDNC declares DeSantis un-American. Klepper tells Whitmer that Florida is urinating on our democracy. That's just three. I could play 40. come to think of it now people are like well there's what should we do with this land and so you know it's like okay kids i mean people have said you know maybe maybe have another uh, maybe create a state park maybe try to do more amusement uh parks uh someone even said like maybe you need another state prison who knows i mean i just think that the the possibilities are, are 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 endless The move would be in retaliation for the company resisting a state takeover of its special taxing district. Governor DeSantis is also talking about other ways of fighting back, including raising taxes on Disney's theme park empire and adding new state inspections. My panel is back with me now. Wow. I mean, he seems to be kind of having fun with coming up with ideas about how he's going to Nice play. theme park for kids you got there. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be right. a shame if a maximum security prison <laughs> happened to it. Yeah. I mean, let's play this out. What, what's going to tank the business? Is it the glimpse of barbed wire, like from the top of the roller coaster? Or is it the fear of a prison break and they're going to hide out as goofy? Like, what, what the logic of that, it doesn't... Uh, it escapes me. But what's interesting is Disney's first tweet after he did that was the first ever Disneyland After Dark Pride Night is coming during Pride Month this June. Separately ticketed event celebrating LGBTQIA plus community and allies will have themed entertainment, Disney characters, specialty menu items. Yes, and and, and actually that's actually important context Mm -hmm. because let's go back and remember why we're even at this place, right? Because Disney objected to a bill um, from Ron DeSantis that limited classroom instruction of sexual orientation and gender identity. So but it that's, actually started before that with the vaccine mandate. With the that's vaccine mandate, what really mandate, set yes. him off initially, right. as Disney said, employees must be vaccinated, and he was going to find Disney, and I think that's where it started. That's where it yeah. started, but then when they when they opposed the bill yeah. or the, the new law, it really ramped up. Exactly. The thing here is Governor DeSantis is playing smart uh, primary politics. The base loves this. They're like, he's taken it to woke Disney. 
It's terrible actual politics. This is the second biggest employer in his state that he's taking on. Also, June is Pride Month. If you're going to take on every business that decides to celebrate the LGBTQ plus community, you're going to be taking on a lot of different woke corporations. It worked when he was beating Disney, but he got outmaneuvered. And now it just seems this like petty tit for tat. Like, what is the end game here in sight? And yeah. there's also one report we have earlier today, right, that there is at least one mega donor who's beginning to walk away a little bit, knowing that this is having an impact greater in greater areas here. But remember, go back to what Disney did that was really pretty impressive, you think about it. When all this was coming and brewing about the Reedy Creek districts, they apparently got themselves grandfathered in to be able mm -hmm. to essentially over turn the appointment of this specialized panel that DeSantis actually wanted to happen. He's trying to challenge it and the idea of whether this new panel that doesn't have much power and has to actually go Disney to clarify anything or approve anything, whether he can disrupt that. So they're trying to figure out ways to retaliate knowing that there is this legal angle that they might not be able to actually undermine Disney for. Okay, full disclosure, I still cash checks for them and I work for Disney for the better part of the last 20 years, <laughs> right? Let me just go ahead and get this part out You're here. Transparent. Right, I would just like to make this reminder, they got no fly zones around this Disney stuff. I simply say all that to say that this is a pretty well-entrenched institution. Like, this reminds me a lot of the idea that the base loves this. They love it, but they still go to Disney World, yeah. right? Like, this reminds <laughs> me with Chick-fil-A when some of their more right-leaning politics really offended a lot of people who went right in there and got them Chick-fil-A sandwiches. They were like, yeah, this is real bad. You're going to stop going, huh? What? What, what, what do you mean? <laughs> You're not going to win a fight with American people mm. against the Walt Disney Company, particularly not, as you say, in a state where they employ everybody. Like the whole idea of Orlando as a city only exists because <laughs> this place is there. Like this is how we get here. So he can keep doing this. He can keep going about it. He might say some funny things, but when the rubber really meets the road, like you say, you go. And his behavior taking on Disney is uh, not only petulant, but should be concerning to people who claim that they're free market conservatives because political retribution against a private company is definitely not conservative and quite frankly, un-American. But is that what you think, Jonathan, he's trying to do? He's trying to show that he's tough. Look, I can stand up to Disney, even though, again, biggest employer in the state. How is it likely to play that, uh, you know, you're going to go against a company that is so uh, intertwined with your economic interests. What do you make of what we're seeing uh, from DeSantis, both about he just won't give up on Disney and now doesn't seem to want to give up on transgender issues? Yeah, what he's trying to do is embrace the mantle of being a fighter, right? That he's fighting this corporate behemoth and he's fighting these culture war issues. And that has been something Republicans have liked. Frankly, that's a mantle that Donald Trump has worn uh, very effectively in the GOP uh, for years now. But it, it's a curious strategy. First of all, for all the reasons just mentioned, Disney's like the largest employer in the state of Florida. There, Bob Iger, the head of, of Disney, suggesting there be expansions there soon. Uh, there's a lot of people in Florida who draw their paycheck from Mickey Mouse. And this seems to be perhaps a, a risky proposition from DeSantis. But he's all in on these culture wars. But as he's doing so, he seems to be speaking to a smaller and smaller portion of the electorate here. It's, it's on the LGBTQ issues with, with Disney and others, the banning of the books and schools. We know, of course, uh, about you know some of his efforts that he's sorry uh, and that he's on the abortion ban which he signed in the middle of the night making it down to six weeks which is lower and more extreme than most states uh, in the nation and we've heard some Republicans grow concerned that he is indeed talking to a small piece that might maybe help him in the state of Florida in some regions or perhaps the GOP there's a big hunting culture here in Michigan and you're about to 
pass some, some big gun control measures here. Uh, what do you say to the gun owners here who still really, really want to kill deer? You don't need fancy words. You don't need any gimmicks. You can still hunt and enjoy. You can still be a lawful gun owner. Most gun owners believe that there should be background checks and safe storage. I mean, you know, Indiana's done this. Virginia has done this. I mean, these are not wild, you know, changes. It's just simply trying to make people safer. I like how you say that. I mean, if Indiana can do it, <laughs> we can do it. I mean, right? Abortion is usually a topic Democrats run from, or at least making a centerpiece of their campaigns. You did, and you've taken bold action on that. Is that a recipe for national elections? The Midwest is a great place to see that you can win on abortion. People expect to have these rights. We've had them for 50 years. We expect our kids to be able to make their own decisions about their bodies and their futures. Now you <laughs> we fixed some potholes, drank some Oberons, and perhaps most importantly, established that my home state is definitely not Florida. Other states are waging kind of wars against different you know, parts of their population. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of politicians just want to pick fights and get headlines and whether it's picking a fight with Mickey Mouse or moving backwards to the you know early 1900s it's so much easier to show up and to listen to people and know what really matters so we're trying to make Michigan a place where every business can thrive and every person has rights and freedoms to make their own decisions and to live the life they want and be successful here in Michigan. You're progressive on guns, on abortion rights. It feels like the Michigan hand, it's a welcoming hand. It is, it's freedom. It's freedom. If Michigan has a hand, what is Florida? It looks like a... What? I mean, it looks like a... Okay, I'm not going there. <laughs> I'm just saying. And it's one peninsula. It's one peninsula that's <laughs> urinating on our democracy at times. I mean, I, it's obvious you guys want Trump. It's good for your ratings. You can get all those clicks back. You can all win fucking Pulitzers, write fucking op-eds, say the America's... I mean, you're laying it on thick. It's obvious. But what you don't understand is... What if you can't cook the books for 81 million? Then you're going to get Trump. But saying DeSantis is worse than Trump, you're just showing your hand. It, it, it proves the point. It doesn't matter who's got the R behind their name. They're Hitler. They're always Hitler. Then we get into just the fucking crazy shit. You got CBS uh, Morning making up stats on guns. Uh, that Black Races is on the Black Racist show. Second Amendment was stop slave insurrections. Lemon, it's insulting to say black people have equal rights. And then AOC talking about fucking impeaching Thomas. I mean, who the fuck are the real racists? I'm asking. Of course, gun laws are different in every state, but with all of these shootings all across the country and the different circumstances of each, we did want to take a step back and assess some of the numbers. So listen to this. There are nearly 434 million firearms in civilian possession nationwide. These are your friends and neighbors, your fellow Americans. That's according to a firearm industry trade association. What it means is that there are roughly 100 million more guns in the country then there are people in the country. And as far as the three states that Mark Strassman just mentioned, Alabama and Missouri, well, they have the fourth and ninth highest firearm mortality rates in the country, respectively. And Texas 
It has the heaviest burden of gun deaths in this country. Deaths by gun violence, 4,600 a year. And that is only good enough in that state for 27th as a mortality rate, middle of the pack. Think about that. In all three of those states, no permit is required to purchase a rifle, to purchase a shotgun, or to purchase... You have the right, the Republican Party, Fox News, all saying, buy more guns and then use them. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you have, as Reverend Sharpton said, you have people of all races. These are white children that were killed here in Tennessee, uh, all dying because of an obsolete amendment that was established, really. People need to read the history. Do your homework, folks. The Hidden History of the Second Amendment by Professor Carl T. Bogus. The, an amendment, the Second Amendment, was meant to prevent slave insurrections and slave rebellions. That is why people are losing other. There was no individual right. That's what it was really about. They didn't want to give up their arms to the, to the state to fight the British because they needed to keep arms, in the words of Patrick Henry, to fight against our insurrections on the plantation. So this is what this is really all about. It, it, is, it is a depraved culture. It is, it is tragic. And, and might I also say, you know, even we have to tie all this up. The gun violence is in the streets, the gun violence in the school, the gun violence on the part of the police. Grand jury today decided not to charge eight officers who fired 96 shots at Jalen Walker last June and hit him 46 times and killed him. So th this, this gun culture is a very sick one, and we must continue to do something about it. Thoughts and prayers, and Rev and our ministers. While we were on the subject of national embarrassments, I had to ask the congresswoman about Clarence Thomas and his BFF, Nazi swag collector Harlan Crow. I want to talk a little bit about Clarence Thomas. You said you would even draft articles of impeachment for the things that he's done. Yeah. Has there been any quid pro quo? And I said quid pro quo partially because took all that effort to learn what quid pro quo meant <laughs> back in the Ukraine days, and it feels apropos of now. And I don't think yeah. I used apropos correctly. I think that quid pro quo is this bar that doesn't even need to be met. The justice is required by law to disclose something like that, and he hasn't been. Can you empathize, though? Beyonce came through here and wanted to take you on a sweet vacation. Wouldn't you say yes and let her show you her Nazi memorabilia? You tell someone about it. But hey, hey, don't don't put Bay's name on that like that. Don't I'm not saying she name. has not. I'm saying if she invested in Nazi memorabilia <laughs> to show that she hates Nazi memorabilia, she'd want to show it off. And that whole thing is just, I mean, bizarre. You also don't keep the, the linens around. Which linens? The, oh, the Nazi linens? Yeah. Who does that? Don't you think... If you had a billion dollars and you bought everything, you'd probably eventually get to Nazi linens. This is a distraction of that whole issue. You're right. We're just focused on that, as opposed to all the money that's going over to Clarence Thompson. Yes. Although, if you're a billionaire, can't billionaires have friends? They can. Supreme Court justices are required if they are receiving money from people. They shouldn't even be receiving money from people. This is why we pay salaries to public servants. Mm -hmm. And if they want to live that kind of lifestyle, Okay, and before we go into trans fascism craziness, this week, for whatever reason, Michelle Obama came back, and uh, I don't understand. I just don't. The lady literally said she was never proud of America until her husband got elected, and then she was just a racist for fucking 12 years now, 14 years. What the fuck? It's 14 years. And I love SNL. All right, David Spade, fucking Carvey. I'm addicted to their podcast. I I walked this week listening to old Justin Timberlake episodes because it was back when it was funny. 
And they did do a cold open last week. Like I said, it was a cold open. It was pretty good. So maybe tonight we'll get a cold open on a couple non-political things. I highly doubt it. They can't help themselves. They just want Clapter. Everybody wants Clapter. But Fallon, you know, Jimmy Fallon was one of the funniest motherfuckers ever. Just talented. Played a guitar, could sing. Came up with some epic skits. And to see him... Well, just watch. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, there's also a chapter dedicated to uh, when they go low, we go high. Well, people still keep asking me. You, you still mean that? Yeah. But that still? was that was an epic line. That was just it just it, it's it's stuck in everyone's yeah. head. Did you realize how powerful that would be years after you? No, no, I didn't know I'd be uh, uh, known for that line. But I I'm proud of that. Um, people ask me, do I still do I ever go low? And yeah, I go low. <laughs> you go low a lot of times. But I think for people who have a platform, who are being looked up to. We have a responsibility to stay high because kids are watching us. Um, if you need to go low, go low at home. <laughs> Do it with your kitchen table with your spouse. But we set the example because leaders set the tone and we felt what it's felt like to be led with low and it didn't feel great. Um, that's why it's important. It's a practice. It's a habit. It's something we show the next generation. That we don't, that doesn't mean we settle. That doesn't mean we're complacent. It means we think before we speak because words matter. And I still believe that. And I try the best that I can when I'm in the public eye, when I know that kids are watching, to stay high because high begets. Have some fucking pride, man. I mean, God damn just sucking the d man it's just because she's got a dick i don't care what anybody says all right so we're gonna go into trans fascism and i've been playing it differently lately because i'm just i'm sick of the crazy um so i wanted to do some positives there's a bill maher you can never be too woke it is probably one of the greatest sound bites ever ever done and then we have eGuard watch company Erased Our ad response to woke corporate America. We're a company that believes in truth. You know, it's a nice little groundswell starting post Bud Light. A lot of people are just saying, fuck it. I'm done with it. I am Eloise. I am six. I'm a city child. I live at the Plaza Hotel, which is huge and wonderful and trace elegant. Especially at Christmas time. Hey Blue, look at all these families! Hi families! It's time for a pride parade! Families marching one by one, hurrah, hurrah! Fam Every death is a tragedy, y'all, seven lives! Nobody ever gets canceled for being too woke. Mm. So you can say the craziest thing, like men can have babies, mm. and then nobody will, even though people are thinking, well, that's kind of nuts, nobody will say it. They'll just fall in line. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I've always thought, men can have babies, <laughs> sure. I saw a dude who was glowing yesterday, you know. I mean, it's, and that's the problem. And it's totally insane. Cowardice. 
Yes, it is. It's moral cowardice, isn't it? But the, uh, it's but intellectual I, cowardice. And it, and it, but it also comes from a place of reality, that fear, because they see people around them literally getting cancelled, getting shamed and oh, yeah. abused and hounded out of jobs. And oh. they think, I don't want it to happen to me. When I was a little girl, I had this dream that seemed so impossible. I was going to be the fastest runner in the world. I got this little nugget of an idea from my dad. He used to watch me run and say, ain't no woman alive that can beat you. And I believed him. He made me feel invincible. It wasn't easy. I trained hard, harder than anyone else I know. But I was made for this. I was an unstoppable force, a life dedicated to perfection. But even perfection wouldn't be enough. Yeah, that was nice and positive, man. So, yeah, uh, I can't help myself either. Here is Michelle Wallace reading some article that I was going to read, but I'm not going to read, and faking the crying. So go back to the opening scene of They Fake It. And then a trans dude talking about, try to stop me from coming into the bathroom. I'm going to put these together. They're the victim. Yeah, no, they're not. read this this i read this and i haven't been able to forget it um from slate my son is trans we live in texas reese is a multi-generation texan it seems likely that soon he will be the first member of his family to grow up outside of texas if people don't agree with the medical decisions we have made on our son's behalf that's fine People don't have to agree with us or like us or even want to associate with us, but they have no right, moral or otherwise, to force us to flee the state. But I'm also still at some weird stage of, like, if they can just please, for the love of God, just please just back off an inch. Give us just one ounce of grace or understanding or compassion. I'd let it all go. No harm, no foul, I promise. Just let us live our quiet, dorky, short lives in peace, and I'll abandon the anger and gradually let go of the terror. And maybe someday I'll stop being sad about what humans do to each other. How did we get here, Aisha, that a mom with a trans son just wants someone to find the grace to just back up? Mm, mm, Nicole. How did we get here? How did we get here? I, you know, I hate- I know I usually start these with something funny, but I really can't with this. This is nuts. So you go ahead, you protect your kids from me using the bathroom. If you back a wild animal into a corner, they're gonna become a dangerous animal. So if you wanna die on that hill of yours of righteousness and moral majority, then you go right ahead. I dare you to try and stop me from going into a women's bathroom. It will be the last mistake you ever make. I dare you to try and stop a transgender woman in my presence from using the bathroom. 
it will be the last mistake you ever make. This is a call to action and a call to arms. You need to arm up, plain and simple. Go out, buy a gun, learn how to use it efficiently, through and through, because the time to act is now, as I'm going to do myself, because there are lots of people like me who are not afraid to die. I love my girlfriends to death, but I would rather die for them to secure their safety, freedom, and future than to live and not have anything done. They're not victims. None of them are victims. New York Times ran this huge ass article this week. This is Zoe Zephyrs from Montana. How the, well, it's got to be around the cities that this idiot got elected. But this Duchuk, um, grandstanded, acted and now is playing the victim. If you disallow the use of the medical care that is accepted by every major medical association, if you disallow that care and don't allow people to, to have access to that, the only therapy left is either A, meaningless, or B, conversion therapy, which is torture. I also want to point out, again, gender-affirming care is not Orwellian newspeak, as it says in this letter. It is accepted by every major medical association. I will also say what I said down committee earlier. Uh, this bill uses, um, tries to define male and female as binary. You could not legislate binary sex any more than you could legislate the, that the earth is flat. Intersex people exist, trans people exist, and this bill doesn't change that. Um, Lastly, I would say that there were conversations at the end of this, uh, at the very end of the bill, uh, the letter that says life-altering medical procedures should wait until they are adults. Um, what I will say is if you are, by this bill and by the, what these amendments do, if you are forcing a trans child to go through puberty when they are trans, that is tantamount to torture. And this body should be ashamed. And if you vote yes on this amendment and yes on this bill, Ooh, I love this. Does everyone want to stand? Representative Zephyr, would you like to close? Uh, sorry, I'm yielding to the Majority Leader. Majority Leader Venton. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I speak on behalf. You know, it's getting very disturbing, all of this, because they keep pushing. And before I get to this slide, here's the science. A politician in a Veritas release of what they're doing to kids because that's why people are upset it isn't transphobia it's your pedophilia thank you mr speaker uh, actually one of the flaws in this amendment is that it specifically says a lack of adequate affirmation of a child and adequate is can be a kind of a squishy word uh, legally so quite concerned about adopting that into statute and not necessarily having such a uh, clear legal grounding. But regardless, this bill is about getting kids housed. That's, the, that's what this bill is about. It's not about the underlying bill. But I also do want to, to really uh, affirm that affirmation is really important. People do die from a lack of love and support 
And in fact, 52% of LGBTQ youth have considered committing suicide. So whether this is about negligence and abuse, we know that affirmation is critical, and this bill is about saving lives. Vote no on this amendment. Um, we do have patients who are as, starting as young as uh, eight, nine. We have a list of gender-affirming therapists that we yeah. can provide to. Transcare definitely exists. They said it was transition or suicide. Like, I was given no choice. I was told you will kill yourself if you don't go through with these treatments. It's very much pro-hormone, pro-changes. If you don't do this, your child will kill themselves. That is a, the most common theme. You don't think anybody can do that for a 10-year-old to do the surgery? They could, yeah. I'm just, I've never done a 10-year-old, yeah. to be quite fair with you. I've done 15, 16. So Mount Sinai Adolescent Clinic, they started age 10. She did say this about like surgery. The way to go at this age, age 10, would be something like a puberty blocker. When you then get to age 14 uh, is when I'll consider some, you know, cross-gender hormones. 14 is a reasonable age. Most, most kids are mature enough to make a relatively informed con uh, decision. Anyone who says that you can change your sex is lying to you. You will be chasing constant drugs and surgeries for the rest of your life. 10 years old coming by themselves. 10, 11, yes. Most of the kids are nowhere in any kind of a brain space to really talk about it in a serious way. We still want the kids to be happy, happier in the moment, right? The science isn't really settled about the best way to do that. And he is getting his vagina next week. We brought in our own therapist to write off letters to rubber stamp our surgeries. And they have to understand that the, the surgery itself is irreversible. So on that very first appointment with Shayna Gordon, she told me my projected path. She said, you are going to get top surgery and bottom surgery because you need it to be aligned. And I will write you your letters of recommendation when you need them for the next one. Here's yours for hormones, but this is your path. Meet Prisha Mosley. At age 25, she is undergoing the gender detransition process after medical professionals convinced her as a troubled teenager that she was a boy, needed to inject testosterone, and have a double mastectomy just after her 18th birthday. I began testosterone within weeks by getting a letter of recommendation, which the trans community told me I needed to unlock all treatment. So I found a gender-affirming therapist who was certified by WPATH online, and I had a very brief, like, 15 to 30-minute appointment with her, wherein she told me that I was a boy. So then I took that letter of recommendation to a pediatric endocrinologist, and that very same day, I started testosterone, and then not even a whole year later, at 18, I had a radical double mastectomy. Project Veritas has previously reported on WPATH, the World Professional Association for Transgender Health. WPATH is at the epicenter of the nearly billion-dollar industry diagnosing gender dysphoria and the subsequent sex reassignment surgery market. Uh, some of the Dutch researchers started uh, gave some data about um, young adults who had transitioned and reproductive regret, like regret, and it's there. Um, and I don't think any of that surprises us. I try to talk about it, but most of the kids are nowhere in any kind of a brain space to really, really, really talk about it in a serious way. Uh, that's always bothered me, but, you know, we still want the kids to be happy, happier in the moment, right? At the core of our investigation 
is just how quickly medical professionals will offer life-altering treatments to young children, which begs the question, how young is too young? I'm just, I've never done a 10-year-old, yeah. to be quite fair with you. I've done 15, 16. Meet Dr. Matthew Pabis, a family medicine specialist at the St. Mark's Institute in New York City. Here, he admits that he performs transgender surgery on children as young as 15. You don't think anybody can do that for a 10-year-old to do the surgery? They could, yeah. That's, yeah. Who, that's who we're looking for. That, we're looking that for people that can do again, that. That's going to be definitely a psych psychiatrist to sign off on it. Okay. 100%. If we were able to get that, though, from yeah. a certified psychi yeah. psychiatrist, then we could bring that into the person. The surgeon and be able to do it. They wouldn't be true. like, oh, they're too young. Again, the sort of psychology, have, I'm going to hook you up with the groups that actually do this, like centers. Okay. Yeah. Centers that do this. Yeah. So they will have all the resources in one. I'm not going to leave you hanging. Just at 10 years old, it's right when puberty's safe. Yeah. So I don't know, I don't want to shortchange him and start testosterone blockers and like something, his bones fuse and he's short. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know mm -hmm. if it'd be better to like delay puberty or, or whatever they do till age 14, let them grow a little bit and then start the T. It's just the, the trauma of it. Of course, no, 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 yeah. that, that's, yeah. that also takes into it that like, should we just be on blockers now? Like where nothing's gonna grow. Testosterone block, the hormone blockers, um, once you get over, like they'll just stop you where you are. So I can, I'd have to think about it, I usually don't do such young kids, 10 year olds. Mm. So I, I'll look, I'll call around and find a place for you guys. I won't leave you guys hanging. Yeah, yeah. So like I know Callan Lord, I don't know if you put them up. They're, no. the, they're, they're a big uh, thing they might do children. I just will call around. We went to Callan Lord, which describes itself as quote, the global leader in LGBTQ healthcare, the community health center based in New York City was quick to address what services could be offered to our hypothetical 10 year old. I, so I'm not sure like why we mm -hmm. don't think people are younger than 13. So um, we don't like have any uh, like cervical care. That's not like part of anything we do here. Okay. But we refer, refer patients like we have like surgery navigators, like a team okay. of them that help with um, like external surgeries. Yeah, I don't know what the youngest would be, but I can get try to get like that information. So um, I spoke to her, and so she said the only reason that we cut off at thirteen is because we're like a teen adolescent program. Mm, That's like literally okay. the reason that we don't have like pediatric care. Okay. She said that it definitely exists, like pediatric trans care definitely exists. So Mount Sinai Adolescent Clinic, they started at age 10. This is the doctor, um, okay. kind of supportive, have tons of group and supportive services. So this is the website to it. So we spoke to Dr. Stever, who had this to say regarding minors seeking transgender care. Would the next step, or is there a possibility that we could get some puberty blockers soon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A 10 year old, um, you know, so I, I, you know, I follow the WPATH guidelines, um, you know, the World Professional Association Transgender Health Guidelines. And really what they would say is um, uh, the way to go at this age, age 10, would be something like a puberty blocker, either luprolide, which is an injection every three months, or uh, tryptorelin, which is an injection every six months. Um, and that really stops puberty pretty quickly so that no further development of the secondary sexual characteristics um, happen. So things like there's no real chest development, there's no menstruation, things like that. And it's a safe medicine to use for up to three, four years or so. Um, after that, there's some question about bone acquisition. 
when you then get to age 14 uh, is when I'll consider some, you know, cross-gender hormones. 14 is a reasonable age. Most, most kids are mature enough to make a relatively informed con uh, decision. My name is Quentin Van Meter. I'm a board-certified pediatric endocrinologist in private practice in Atlanta, Georgia. So the first one we'll talk about are the puberty blockers. That's a generic term. These are drugs that are very cleverly designed to interrupt the pituitary gland signaling to the gonad, that would either be the ovary or the testicle, to get them started. The body changes significantly, the brain changes significantly, uh, the organs, the ovaries and testicles change significantly. And if you interrupt that in the middle of what is supposed to be true puberty, you're, you're taking away something that is necessary and truly physiologic to in that child. We, we don't know if that can be recovered if it's blocked in the middle of adolescence. There are no studies to show that is safe. The science isn't really settled about the best way to do that. I have a, plenty of people who will stay on the puberty blocker uh, and add in testosterone to give them the, the puberty that they are seeking and that also helps really ensure that the puberty that they are not seeking, um, you know, chest development and stuff like that, doesn't happen. Because puberty is not a disease. It's not something that you want to get rid of. You need it to, to move from a pre-reproductive state to a reproductive state. And without it, you can't get there. Cross-gender hormones, testosterone in this case, um, you know, do have some permanent effects. Uh, and so I need, the, I need the patient to be a little to be mature enough to make a, a relatively informed decision. I get it that there are some 14-year-olds that are not, you know, mature, but generally speaking, they usually are pretty good. Once we obtained this footage at multiple sites in New York, we decided to investigate further by scheduling appointments at clinics all over the country. We visited nearly 50 different clinics across eight states. Listen to what Nora Scott a licensed social worker at Dell Children Medical Center in Austin, Texas, tells our undercover journalists. Um, we do have patients who are uh, starting as young as uh, eight, nine. Um, okay. So we do have folks on the younger side. So we took a few different types of patients, and there is not a wait list currently for our gender patients. So you okay. could get scheduled um, more quickly than some of our other types of patients right now for those. Um, and then in regards to prescribing, that's up to the prescriber's discretion, and they might just require a couple of appointments just to see. Um, it might be appropriate after one. It's not something that we want to gatekeep and require someone yeah. to, you know, come see us ten times before it's prescribed. Yeah. We have a list of gender-affirming therapists that we yeah. can provide to. Um, so that's something outside of the clinic that's um, generally very. But it's not required to be seen here. But it's not. It's okay. not required. It would be required if you were trying to go through, as they were older, like a formal surgery, and you needed reference letters. Um, you would need a therapist letter, but if you're not going through that process, it's not required. Stay tuned for part two where we dive deeper into the lengths at which these clinics will go to provide transgender services to minors, including illegal migrant children. They are brainwashing people. This cat, uh, Holly 
I am Harold Durr. I have a child that identifies as non-binary. They might identify that way their entire life, or it might be a phase they go through. Either way, my role as parent is unconditional love, understanding, and support. If it's important to them, I will follow them anywhere. No. No. No, that's not how it works. We, we, there was a powerful scene at a, um, Oath Keepers, and I got rigged, I, I got hooked into this, I didn't, I didn't want to go, um, but uh, I was going through marital problems, and I was a drill sergeant, of course, and the pastor brought me along, and I remember they were on the stage, and they had laid down, like, minefield signs, and they said, you know, people think they got to do this, 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 and it was kind of like to set the scene, and the father walks through easily because he's older. And then the kid starts to walk and he goes, Dad, I'm scared. He goes, stop. And he walks back through the minefield, grabs his son's hand, and walks him through the minefield. That's what parenting is. You're never going to get it right because you're going to have a daughter like I did who it didn't matter what I told her. She hated us. She wasn't happy with her life, so she found ways to blame everybody but herself for her failure. And now she makes up stuff, like I punched her in the face repeatedly. Her mom suffocated and killed hamsters. We killed polar bears. I mean, it was just all, it's all lies, and she was gay. But we were so homophobic that we wouldn't let her be gay, yet she's married to her third man, and she never, ever said she was gay. She asked us to rescue her from abusive men. And once we stopped paying money, that's when we became garbage people. That, that's not how it works. But with states putting up, well, if you don't transition your kid, you're going to lose your kid. Or this. If detransition is real, the whole gender identity house of cards collapse. I received a confirmation this week from Legislative Legal Council in Oregon that House Bill 2002A specifically excludes detransition. With this bill, Medicaid and private insurance are mandated to cover treatments when your gender identity and sex don't align. But if you believe you have made a mistake, they're not going to let you go back. And it goes back to, if you've been with this show, Walt Heyer, Man, it, it, you might as well be Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh is in a better position with these losers than a detransitioner. Because a detransitioner, invariably, every time you hear them speak, it's the same thing. I was hoodwinked. I was brought in. I said I had some feelings. They sent me to a doctor. Next thing I know, I had chest binders, hormones, and they chopped my tits off. They want this. UN. The fucking UN. The United Nations issued this report calling on member nations to decriminalize sex between adults and minors. Should adults be allowed to convince kids to perform sex acts? The UN says yes. Why a new report for the United Nations has called for all forms of drug use and sexual activity to be decriminalized globally, even consensual sex with adult and kids? Of course, people said he was full of shit. But he's not. And because they live by the science, 
why mental illness sank first and fastest with young girls and they are the highest demo doing this craziness. But I want to end on the positives. Twitter, and this is how it's done by one underscore, the gay rebellion guy. Twitter quietly changes its hateful conduct policy to remove standing protections for its transgender users. No. What they did is remove misgendering. That's what they did. You can't get suspended for misgendering. But you got to ask with this groundswell, why is the left so invested? Not a single one voted for the Women Protection Act. Not a single one. They used to be for women. This is what's happening. Look at that picture. Two, three. That's a girl. That's a boy. It's virtue signaling. ABC, House Republicans passed ban on transgender athletes competing with women and girls. The GOP has made passing ban for school sports teams a key campaign promise. Within all these articles, GLAD is very upset. Would you use the NRA being very upset? Because that's what GLAD is. It's just a money laundering group for the left that mandates complete servitude to the new religion of LGBT EIEIO. I mean, it's a David Koreshian fucking Branch Davidian cult we got going on here, and it's just fucking out of control. Other articles. Slate. My son is trans. We live in Texas. We had a fight to get top surgery. Now our future's unclear. So you have a girl, and you want to ruin her. Okay. Just, just say you have a girl, and you're ruining that child. And then last but not least, this popped up on Channel 5. I love Channel 5 Nashville. I love the weather because they're really good. But they took out a Republican and went out to Tennessee 3 for ethics violation. They pushed way too hard for the red flag. But then they put this out. And this was absurd. They were acting like this was a crazy concept when 90% of America believes we shouldn't pay for federally funded abortions. But this shows how far the left's gone. The Hyde Act doesn't exist because Obama, when he was pushing for birth control, slid in day after pill on demand mandated federally under all insurance policies, which violated the Hyde Amendment under a clause because they never talked about medical. They only talked about medical abortion. The idea you could take a pill and kill a baby wasn't there yet. We're paying for abortions. That's six fifty-five million, just the tip of the bucket of Medicaid money we're giving for morning-after pills. Yet we mandated free birth control. What are we doing? They slide this stuff in. That's how they do everything. And in our, this in America, there's so many slid-ins you don't know, it's painful. So, lighter fare, Team DeSantis with a Bud Light commercial. 
third grade teacher when a boy likes pink from Freedom Tunes, and the official trailer for Animal, Animal Control, which I know I've talked about once, but if you're not watching this show, I don't know why you hate America. Team DeSantis presents Real Man of Women's Sports. Today we recognize the men who've hacked the system. Hacked the system. Once mediocre in the men's division, now cream of the crop in the women's. From mediocre to champion. You couldn't cut it with the boys, so you pushed women off the podium. Real man steal first place. Because without you, sports would be fair. Without you, women's sports would be for, well, women. Okay, class, you absolutely butchered your last unit, which is why I'm reassigning all of the work. Oh, man. And if you fail this time, I'll be reassigning all of your genders. What? I'm a third grade teacher. In this state, I'm licensed to pick your gender for you. And if you don't pass this unit, I'm going to have to assume it's because you're too tortured by your dysphoria to pay any attention. My parents would never believe it. <laughs> Your parents? Hello, DCFS? Yes, my poor student. She's internalized transphobia because her parents won't acknowledge her gender identity. She won't even accept the use of female pronouns. But I can tell. A third grade teacher can always tell. You monster! I'm not a monster, Jimmy. I'm the only one who understands you. Which is why you need to listen to me when I tell you. Study for the exam. Oh, golly! George Washington Carver was... Does anyone else have any questions or concerns? When do we have to have it all redone by? You'll be completing every homework assignment tonight and taking all of the quizzes and tests tomorrow. Oh, man! What's that? Are you frustrated about not being able to express your identity? I can fix that for you. Good job, class. Wonderful. I I don't understand paragraph two. You seem to be confused about a lot, don't you? Ah! I can't focus with all this pressure. Adderall or androgen, it's up to you. I will not be embarrassed by your test scores ever again. Do you understand? What's going on in here? I heard yelling. What is going on, class? Nothing! You're threatening them again? They haven't even gone through puberty! Gender preview, basic kids! You've all got seven years to get into shape. If we're not breaking boys' records, we will be breaking girls' records. Oh, I think I'm gonna go to bed without praying tonight. Not on my watch! I'm your guardian angel, and if you don't start praying, we're gonna have problems! Lucky for you, it's not hard to get started with Hollow! Hollow is the number one Christian prayer app in the U.S. It helps you build a daily prayer routine and habit of prayer! Hollow has prayers for all parts of your day! Wake up and listen to a gospel reading and reflection by biblical scholar Jeff Gavins! Work alongside your Gorian chant or Catholic lo-fi! If you use the link hollow.com slash freedom tunes, you'll get an extended three-month free trial! Hollow, say your prayers! 
Truck 12, neighbor complaint, unlicensed ostrich farm. Should I be concerned? They are violent and have famously bad temperaments. It's bad, Frank. It's starting to feel extremely targeted. This gentleman's bunnies ate his drugs. What kind? Floppy-eared, fluffy. No, 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 the drugs. What kind of drugs? <laughs> it's my first week. I should really wait for backup. I can see that you're stressed out. We just got a 911 on a bear. Get this, in a hot tub. He looks so relaxed. Did he turn the jets on? He's got a crazy look in his eyes. This thing is super strong. You're fucking me now. It's rare when a hero is also so funny. <laughs> you know, my grandmother had a hard time with stairs. But, you know, she found a way to do it. All right. To our This Is America, we're going to start off with somebody asking directly, is Hunter Biden paying his fair share on his trip to Ireland? The Interior Secretary crying. And the ATF rep that they're putting up saying, I don't know shit about guns. Only in a democratic administration can you get your job and be highly unqualified. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. And this is America. Question before I, I gotta go. Um, Go ahead, Earl. Hey, long time. Long time. Yeah. Um, listen, just to close the book on Ireland, since we just got back, it was a highly personal trip. There were a lot of cousins there. Did Valerie <laughs> and Hunter Biden, they flew on Air Force One, did they contribute? Did they pay for airfare, accommodations, ground transportation? What? I think, Look, we took, we, this is not the first time. Uh, let's be very, very clear. It is consistent. I really do have to say that um, all of this is because climate change is the crisis of our lifetime. We have an obligation to future generations to make sure that we have a planet for them to live on. And that's why I'm here. And that's why I'm working incredibly hard to make sure that we can realize that transition, that we can have diff differing energy sources. We can't uh, continue to... Um, be a one industry uh, country. Uh, as a gun owner uh, of many different types and a 20-year military veteran, I have some expertise in weaponry uh, and self-defense weapons. What could you, in 15 seconds, would you define an assault weapon for me? So, so if as, you go after 15 seconds, I'll just interrupt you. Yeah, so. So, so I'll go shorter than that because I, I honestly, I do think that's a, if Congress wishes to take that up, I think Congress would have to do the work but we would be there to provide technical assistance. I, unlike you, I'm not a firearms expert to the same extent as you may be. So many things to unpack on that. First and foremost, yeah, you're consistently violating all sorts of rules, press secretary. The second soundbite, you, you have people thinking that it's a prerogative or a, pr a priority in our lives to trans our fucking kids. But you also have them so scared of climate change that climate depression is actually a thing for kids because their woke parents have brainwashed them so heavily into fearing things. I mean, people always say that conservatives are making them hate people and blah, blah, blah. 
I don't see conservative kids holding themselves up in bubble wrap because a black kid moved next door. I do see liberal kids freaking the fuck out about climate. And the ATF. Um, let's be honest. Only a Democratic administration can get away with, I'm not an expert, so I'm not going to define anything. Because that's how they're doing everything. By not defining things, they skirt the law. Everything is gray area, because then they continue to play fuck, fuck goose. But Sarah violated Hatch Act. He was political. When are they not political? Every one of these fucking people violate all sorts of laws, but nobody fucking cares. Biden administration got this from Oilfield Rando. Energy department making three billion available for rooftop solar installation. Understand when Trump tried to fix the border, he couldn't. We're going to have $4 billion. But now we're going to go down Solyndra again. Okay. Good times. So there was a shooting. And I'm putting this together because instantaneously, Biden called the shooter. I keep on clicking the wrong thing and it's getting kind of annoying. Called the shooter and talked to him. People asked, what about the Tennessee shooting? Biden did a photo op to talk about him talking about stuff. I was going to play this fucking grifter who went into the Capitol with a coffin to show little lives and guns, but that wasn't for the Tennessee shooting. That's because he went on and Justin Jones and Ralph Yall shooting until this attack against a young black man is treated as abhorrent as an attack if it was a young white man that we would believe in freedom cannot rest until it comes. Well, we just had a whole bunch of white kids get killed and you went after the guns. Mara Gay, the New York Times racist who thinks flags racist, they're judging all of us, but everybody here is nice and decent. Can't imagine what that's like. So finally, Peter Ducey had the temerity to get up there and ask, when's he going to call the Tennessee, Tennessee shooting victims? Monday, you're going to have three of the lawmakers who protested. After, peacefully protested. Who peacefully protested after the Nashville Covenant School shooting. Have any of the victims or the victims' families been invited to the White House? I don't have anything to, to read out to you about any invite. Why? I just don't have anything at this time to read out to you at any invite. What I can say to you right now is that the president is focused on getting things done. No call, no White House. They just don't care. Just They just don't care. Ben Shapiro. It's to time once again 
The vile media game in which a statistically rare white-on-black racial crime is treated as emblematic of the entire racial situation in the U.S. That's why Joe Biden's inviting the Yall family to the White House. The narrative is a blatant lie. The vast majority of racial crime in the United States is intraracial, but what it does become an interracial homicide, for example. The chances that a white person killed was killed by a black person are far higher than a black person killed by a white person. The statistics, I don't even have to show you. You know it. The, meti- the media is routinely refusing to report even the race of the suspect when the cr- suspect is black and the victim is white. Ignoring crime because the suspect is black, by the way, actually promotes crime against black people since the state in most crime is interracial. This is from the Bureau of Statistics. There were, t- in 2019, 562,550 violent interracial black white incidents. 472,570 of them were black on white. The white woman will not be receiving a call from the White House. Let that stat just sit there. Let let that stat sit there. That, that's what we have. They make things up to improve their chances of winning elections. That's all it's about. It's not about the best of the country. It's not what's best for blacks. It's what's best for the white liberals and the DNC. And that's my wife speaking because I follow her down the path of overpronunciating colors. I don't know why I do it, but I picked it up from her. It's really cute. When she does it, it's really annoying when I do it. We then have other things. This is what I was speaking of earlier. Um, Portland's getting so bad that REI as fucking liberal as you can get is closing. And Andy NGO went out and took a picture of Portland, a video, and since I don't live there, but I was born and raised there, somehow this sounds like what I think it would look like, or looks like what I think it would look like. Morning. That will not be addressed at the White House either. Hunter Biden, ex-CIA chief, says Blinken triggered letter to discredit laptop. That was broke this week. Nobody's going to cover it. And then what I teased earlier. Um, 
Most of you are old enough to remember Freddie Mae. Bernie Mac, as I used to say it. That's not how you do it. But the housing crisis. And it was due to racial incentivization of giving people loans that they were not qualified to have. So what they did now, and they slipped it in in regulation, not legislation, which I saw that SNL skit, I'm just an executive order, which is just funny, because everything they do now that's of any quantitative importance is just slid into things. This is what they're doing with mortgages now so that people who are not qualified to get loans are going to get the loans and nobody know about it if Fox News didn't find out. A lot of steps to get to this Capitol building in Washington, D.C. Say, what's that piece of paper doing here? Oh, you mean me? I tell you who I am. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. But I know I'll be a law someday. At least I hope and pray that I will. But today I am still just a bill. Cool. What kind of bill are you? Why, I'm an immigration bill. And one day the Republicans might create me so I could become a law. And how does a bill become a law? Funny you should ask. Well, first I go to the House and they vote on me. But then I need from the Senate a majority. And if I pass the legislative test, then I wind up on the president's desk. And I stand trying to become a law. I realize that. But you know, son, there's actually an even easier way to get things done around here. It's called an executive order. I'm an executive order, and I pretty much just happened. (laughs) And that's it. Wait a second, don't you have to go through Congress at some point? Oh, that's adorable. You still think that's how government works. Don't listen to him, son. Look at the midterm elections. People clearly don't want this. I'm your black ass. Oh, damn. Oh, why? Why did I come back? Uh, I think I landed on my keys. But, Mr. President, is this constitutional? Of course. Presidents issue executive orders all the time. That's right. I could do lots of things. I'll create a national park or a new holiday. Or grant legal status to five million undocumented immigrants. Wait, what? Yep, Yep, that's what you're going to do. Oh, my God. Well, I didn't have time to read myself. Whoa! (laughs) Okay, go big or go home, huh? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this isn't over. We're gonna take you to court. We're gonna shut down all the cops. Oh, damn it. Oh, so many steps. 
has a new way to screw you over. And it's all in the name of equity. If you're saving up to buy a new home, the president is going to make you pay for someone else's too. His administration is rolling out a new plan that punishes people who have good credit. In many cases, they will now have to pay $40 more per month in order to subsidize loans for higher risk borrowers. Industry experts warn it will backfire. One says, quote, it's going to be a challenge trying to explain to somebody that says, quote, I worked my whole life for a high credit score and I put a lot of money down and now you're telling me that's a negative? That's a hard conversation to have. Okay, you know, uh, Joey, I heard you saying that you're just buying a new home. And in the last mortgage crisis, uh, mortgages were given to people who couldn't afford them. I think that was in 2008. How did that work out for us? <laughs> well, in 2008, a lot of people were buying houses to put renters in them. So they weren't buying them to live in. Uh, I think the difference now is people... People are trying to find somewhere to live. There is a housing problem. There is a places to live problem. Um, and, and, you know, Harold and I were talking about the VA loan program going in uh, or during the commercial break. And there's an interesting aspect there. You don't have to pay a down payment. You usually get a good interest rate, maybe not the best. But the process is way more stringent. And that's a benefit you earn. So rather than penalizing everyone who's worked hard to have good credit, literally taking money from them, why not create programs similar to that for people that can earn it? If it's teachers or doctors or nurses, maybe you can take care of a lot of these middle class people that have had to rack up credit card debt but are paying their bills by simply providing a program that maybe the banks even take some of the risk rather than the taxpayer and the federal government with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac buying up every loan. Well, you know, the, the bottom line, Dana, is that they're, pun they're punishing responsible yeah. homeowners in an effort to bring in new buyers who don't have a credit score to get a, a, a loan on their own. And, you know, it kind of smacks of socialism yeah, to me. I actually, like I said, how are these new rules not anything other than socialism? Yeah. And from 2008, I was the press secretary then. I still have the you know, tire marks on my back oh, boy. trying to explain <laughs> what a credit default swap was. And it's just, it's really hard to believe that this is happening again. Yeah. Because if you think about Obama and Biden when they were in the White House under, as president and vice president, what's the first thing they did every day is they got up and they had to blame George W. Bush for the mortgage crisis. The mortgage crisis, one of the reasons is because you had people who were not ready or not able to have the expensive homes that they were in. They couldn't pay the rate. And then all of it came crashing down. So I feel like Biden could write this book of how to stoke populist anger and lose reelection. Because what came out of the mortgage crisis? The Tea Party. After yeah. the Tea Party, what did you have? Then you bring then Donald Trump comes on the scene mm -hmm. and it's like, wait a second. And he's speaking to people the way that they feel. And I think that this is a similar thing on the student loan crisis. The White House blows it off. The numbers are very clear. I think it's one of the reasons the numbers, his poll numbers aren't that great. They don't actually attack any problem to solve it. They just paper over it with more regulations. This one was sneaky, very sneaky. But all of a sudden this is happening. People are going to be very angry about it. It's not that you haven't heard the end of it. Yeah, I slid that in because I think it's pretty apropos the times we're living now. So you're just making uh, other people pay for other people's stuff. It seems to be the entire Biden concept. We went from, um, you know, d distribution of wealth to we're going to make you pay for people's colleges and mortgages and anything else we can get them to go vote for us. Because that's what it's really about. It's about buying votes. 
And I just remember a southern border argument, um, literally taking $4 billion from one pile of money to another pile of money, and the media, um, the Democrats, all fucking saying how un-America that is. And all the time that we spent saying that Trump was destroying norms and ruining the fabric of America. But you're putting $3 billion into Solyndra-type stuff that we already know fails... And now you're making people pay 40 bucks. 40 bucks now is 200 bucks later. I lost a house. I was young and I bought a house during the SNL bailouts for those that are new to the show. And then I had to move. It was my mistake, 100%. They foreclosed. I had the money that I could pay the back rent. They told me to go fuck myself. They auctioned off my house and they were going to make me pay $50,000 one way or the other and I filed bankruptcy. I then had to do 18, 21% car loans until I finally got to 9% on a Jeep Cherokee in 1998. And then when I bought my house, I couldn't use the VA loan because I didn't have any VA left. And I went conventional and I put 5% down. And I scrimped and saved, living in two locations to purchase the home I'm sitting in right now. And when I bought that home, I was making decent money. But I bought a simple home that's valued at $300,000 right now. But it cost $85,000 in 2001 when I closed on it. I did that so I could afford it into my old age. As I sit here right now, owing after a couple refinances, like $75,000 on this home, my mortgage is $755 a month. Most people, that's their car payment. But we did it on purpose. There was just going to be two of us in a short time. We didn't need a huge home. We wanted land in the woods. So I got two and a half acres, almost three. And my home, that's 1,500 square foot. I'm sitting in a 600 square foot rec room. And I added on a 150 square foot sunroom. So my house could probably sell for close to 330 in this market if I wanted to and make a whole bunch of money. But I did it within my means. And I paid a huge price for people fucking me. The house was sold on assumption. I didn't know what that was. I was fucking 21. And a friend was supposed to watch after it. They never paid a payment. Six months, they never paid a payment. So I was six months in the rear. But even when I was doing that, and I was in Korea for Korea One, 18 months of bullshit, my wife was sleeping in a fucking basement in Alaska because her parents are cocksuckers 
and treated her and the kids like shit. We put our 300 mortgage in the bank every month. We had the money. She somehow had saved three grand. So we could have paid it, but we didn't get the chance. That's nobody's fault but mine. I made the mistake. I didn't know what I was doing, and shame on me. But the reality is we live in a world right now where everybody believes everything should be free for certain people, so they'll vote. And we're also living in a world where there are no repercussions. There's no consequences for one side of the political spectrum, be it riots, murder, rape, pillaging like fucking Vikings, or rewriting regulations illegally and making taxation on people without legislation. The very same thing a bunch of rebels threw tea in a fucking bay over. We're doing it every day in Washington. They're just going around the system because what they're going for, nobody wants. Not even their voters. And we're being led by totally incompetent, unqualified individuals that we just had a presidency that was a garbage fire because nobody knew Washington. And that's all the Chuck Todd's and the Jake Tappers talked about. But yet Jake Tapper's going to scoff at Fox News settling a court case that he himself questioned. The security of voting machines. He questioned the Electoral College. He questioned Wyoming having two senators because journalism and shit so I held the Tennessee three to the end because I think that pretty much sums up everything you need to know about the left they only care about their people They only care about the next election. And they only care about a fringe amount of even their own voters. Because the regulation affects the moderate liberal or the moderate never-Trumper who voted for him. You filed taxes by now. We're getting less back. That's another lie. I won't tax anybody under $400,000. Wasn't that what he said? You won't acknowledge a trans shooter killed Christians, but you'll acknowledge an old scared man who probably lives in a high crime neighborhood who mistakenly shoots and doesn't kill a young black man. That 84-year-old man's going to go to jail for a very, very long time, just like the cop who accidentally shot the person instead of tasing him. Do they deserve punishments? Yes. 
I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I draw and I shoot under CCW laws. Wherever that fucking bullet goes, that's on me. I pulled the trigger. The problem isn't the punishment. The problem is they will be punished just like protesters on J6, just like people who went into the Michigan State House, just like the people that got hoodwinked into a stupid FBI-induced Whitmer kidnapping. They'll all receive justice. Hardcore, over-the-top, politically driven justice. But people who do way worse can rape, beat Jewish people, and because they're black, get a free phone and a debit card as they walk out of the courthouse right after the ink dried on their paperwork. They can burn down federal buildings, police stations, cop cars, beat people, maim people, and as I love keep saying, pillage like fucking Vikings and walk. They can destroy churches. They can be bigoted against pro-life people. The FBI is doing it. They're raiding pro-life houses for standing on sidewalks. But Jane's Revenge, we've had one person charged. 400 incidents of damage to Christian facilities. And I will guarantee some of those were black churches. And I might not be the best Christian wearing this cross around to incite a riot. But that's how bad it is. Every show I'm playing an anti-Christian diatribe on a network. Yet the very same thing could not be uttered about any other religion. And if you say LGBT, EIO is a religion, you get a seven-day suspension on Twitter. But that shows how fascist they are. NBC, one underscore, all these people lost their shit because they finally did the right thing. Misgendering people that you don't even know on a fucking website in the ethernet should not make you lose agency. It just shouldn't. As I said a million times on this show since we started this shit show, you don't have to believe anything I do. You don't have to value anything I believe. And deep down inside, them dogging Christianity and being fucking bigoted doesn't bother me one bit. I'll still tomorrow believe there's a God and Jesus Christ is his son. Won't make me freaking bat an eye. It's that you can continually do it. 
that you can bully corporations, that you can take kids away from their parents, that you can call parents who are saying enough with this bullshit. I just want my kids to know STEM. And you call them domestic terrorists. You lost abortion. You lost the edge on it because you said, a la Ralph Northam, will let the live baby lay there and the doctor and the mother decide whether they want to throw it in a garbage can. That's when you lost it. And right now the groundswell is going against you because you went so far as to say... You don't have a saying. We know better, and we're going to be in this school transing your kid and not tell you that we changed their name, the wardrobe they're wearing. You went so far that you pushed trans story hour without telling parents, using federal fundage, and state fundage and libraries where people just want to go get a fucking book. And you covered up the the root cause of the downfall of all this trans shit with kids was a father was fighting with a school district that was suppressing a kid who was pretending to be a girl and did two rapes in that district. You called him a domestic terrorist. You arrested him. You sick the FBI on him and others like him to suppress that. And it lays right there next to detransitioning stories to surmise that segment today. The very people that are saying this trans is so important in a crazy state like Oregon won't finance the detransition, won't even recognize there is detransition because your position is so frail that you know it falls apart the moment we find out that 80% of the people that go down this road go back. Glad knows it. Trevor Project knows it. The science knows it. But you're suppressing it because it gets away in the way of your agenda which is this is gender affirming care is life saving care you know I had an argument and I'll close because I'm going long now I joke about the bumper sticker but they don't know anything outside the bumper sticker they live in bumper sticker everything gets distilled down to a nice catchy phrase And that's all they know. And when you break through the bumper sticker with some facts, they fall apart because they don't know what to do. They they can't argue their position. It's an indefensible position. It's a bumper sticker. Trans women are real women. When you go, no, they can't have babies. They don't have uteruses. They don't make milk in their breasts. They aren't women. They're dudes with dicks playing dress up. All they have for you is you're a bigot or you get suspended off Twitter. 
I had one article I didn't cover today, but it was JMU. Their debate team wouldn't debate gender identity. They didn't do that because, oh, I mean, they wrote a pious, holier than thou, we're better than you, the science is settled, Chuck Todd bullshit. But everybody, including them, when they penned it, knew it's because they can't defend their point. And if you go through every one of the stories we cover every day on this podcast, the left can't defend any of the bullshit they're doing. That's why they sneak it in. They couldn't defend the ACA because they knew they were going to tax people and force them to pay for it. So they did it in the dead of night and they said things like a bumper sticker. Well, no, it's in the bill when we pass the bill. That was 2008 or nine. A decade and a half later, they just don't even pass the bill. They just write regulation. So this wraps up another episode of Flyover Politic Podcast. Share with your family, friend. Go to SoundCloud, Flyover Politic with K, 482-467 on Rumble, Podcast gmail.com to tell me to go fuck myself. I've had a lot of rumbles lately. kind of surprises me. Um, I don't even watch it, but maybe I'll start watching it. Disconnect from your devices. Don't give the yeah yeahs. Uh, it's the 21st. We will go with uh, 25th. 25 April. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. 25 April, Year of Our Lord, 2023. I don't know why I'm shaking the table. It's really bad. Um, hope you all have a good Weekend, go Martin Truex and Noah Gregson and Peacock. Stop fucking around my damn On Patrol Live. My wife loves that show. She needs her show. So tonight, post that show so in the morning we can watch it. As always, thanks for listening and take care. <laughs>